to the book of Psalm in chapter 100. Psalm and 100. Tonight, as I was sitting in my study this evening, I thought about something that I, I feel like, you know, there's reasons. There's reasons for God's people to rejoice tonight. Reasons to be thankful. And this psalm has within it, I believe, some of the greatest reasons we have to be thankful as born-again believers. Tonight, if you're here and you don't know the Lord's your Savior, I want you to listen at the joys that could be yours, the peace that passeth understanding. The Bible says in Psalm 100, Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. That's what we've done here this evening. Not only this congregation, but our young people and our specials. They have come before the Lord with singing tonight. It's part of our worship. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people, and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving, and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him, and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne this evening, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, for our great salvation. Lord, we thank you that it wasn't left up to us. But before time even began, you had made a plan, a master plan of salvation for those whom you would take to heaven with you one day. Father, tonight, I just want to speak for a little while on reasons why we are to be thankful. Help us, dear God, to reflect upon all thy goodness. Help us tonight, dear God, to reflect upon thy mercies toward us. Thy grace, the unmerited favor that you have given to each one of us that are saved by your grace this evening. Lord, help us to rejoice and be thankful. Help us to know, O oh God, all thy goodness toward us and all thy benefits. Lord, I pray that you will bless this evening. Pray that you will forgive us our sin in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. Reasons to be thankful. Tonight, as I, again, as I stopped for a moment to reflect upon my salvation, and I was reminded once again of how it was God's work. Wasn't anything that I've done to deserve it. It wasn't anything that I've done to earn it. But God in His love and His mercy and His grace toward us has given us this great salvation that we enjoy today. 
and enjoy, I say that all God's children should be doing, should be enjoying your salvation. Because first of all, we've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. In Psalm 100 and verse 3, the Bible says, Know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that hath made us, not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Tonight, as we look and we think about uh, the, the other Psalms in our, in, in our scriptures, in Psalm 106 and verse 10, he says, And he saved them from the hand of them who hated them and redeemed them from the hand of the enemy. My friend, I want you to know today that Satan hates the creation of God. And you as part of God's creation, Satan would love to destroy. The reason why tonight that God's children ought to be so thankful is because Satan no longer has a grip nor a hold upon our lives. We have the ability to overcome Satan. We have the ability to be Christ-like in every aspect of our lives. We do not have to succumb to Satan's attacks, but we are to be overcomers. And that's because we have been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. So there's one reason right there very quickly to be thankful. You're redeemed and saved by God's amazing grace. We sing that song, Amazing Grace, from time to time. And I wonder if you really take time to listen to the words of the song. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. Friend, that's what we were before Christ saved our souls. We were wretches. We were wretched and we were lost and undone. We were without the joys of salvation. We knew not the peace of God that passeth all understanding because we were wretched sinners. We that have been born again were not just wretched sinners, but the Bible says we were children of disobedience and we followed the prince of darkness. But now, those two words are words that bring joy to my heart. But now, God in his mercy has claimed us and saved us by his amazing grace. He has redeemed us. He has bought us back. That's what redemption is about. It's a legal term that means to be bought back. You were lost. You were lost, and, and as, a, as a lost sheep of the family of God, God has redeemed you back into the fold. When Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden, it plunged all of humanity into a tailspin of darkness. And we need the amazing grace of God and His redemption to bring about the joys of our salvation. So I'm thankful tonight for redemption. I'm thankful that I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm thankful that I've been bought back with something that can never, never be destroyed. 
and which can never be annihilated. It can never be made void. The redemption that I have is a, is a redemption that uh, in, in the most legal sense, it cannot be undermined and the contract is binding because it's of the blood of Christ. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Redeemed, I love to proclaim it. Redeemed through his infinite mercy. His child and forever I am. Redeemed, redeemed. Redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. The second thing I want us to think about tonight is and the reasons to be thankful is forgiveness. That word forgiveness is a word that is thrown around a lot anymore, isn't it? It's there are those that go out and they, they, they do things to hurt others and then they'll cry forgiveness. But then they keep on and they keep on and they keep on. It makes you wonder about that forgiveness that they're offering. Is it real? Folks, I want you to know something. The forgiveness that God gives is real. The forgiveness that we have through the Lord Jesus Christ is a lasting forgiveness. And those that are truly saved by the grace of God, not only do they have forgiveness, but they have the ability to feel remorse for their sin. That, my friend, is a joyful thing to have in your life. Because if you did not feel the remorse for sin in your life, that would mean you would be cold and indifferent. That would mean that you've been turned over to a reprobate mind. To think of those things that you do in the body are fine. But listen, God says they're sin. And that's the reason why tonight that I'm thankful for forgiveness. Forgiveness that marks away, that takes away all the marks that were against me. That's the kind of forgiveness that I've received. Romans 4, 6 and 7, the Bible says, Even as David also describeth the blessedness of the man unto whom God imputed righteousness without works, saying, Blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. My friend, tonight, you, you need to be thankful for forgiveness. I mean, just stop and, and just think for just a moment. Think of your most hideous sin. Think of the most hideous sin that you have ever committed. And you, as a blood-bought, born-again, redeemed child of God, need to understand that even for that sin, God says, I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you. This is where a lot of a lot of sects of people, uh, a lot of different faiths, will come in and start blaming the Baptists for for uh, uh, believing that 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 uh, you can go out and live in sin and do all you want. You've got forgiveness. Go ahead. No, it ain't the way we believe, and it ain't sure, certainly isn't the way we teach. Today I teach about forgiveness is this act of forgiving. It is an act that 
it, it, it relinquishes sin's hold upon the body. It relinquishes sin's hold upon the soul. Real forgiveness that we have is a, is a forgiveness that, that, that God has given us. And it hurts our hearts. It breaks our hearts to sin. So I'm thankful for forgiveness. Forgiveness that God gives in Colossians 2 and 13. Colossians chapter 2 and verse 13, the Bible says in you, being dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, hath he quickened together with him, having forgiven you all trespasses. Having forgiven you all your trespasses. Aren't you thankful tonight? Now just stop and seriously think about it. Think about that one sin that, man, you hope nobody ever finds out about. You know what I'm talking about. That one sin that does so easily beset you. God says, I've forgiven you for that. You know what it's time to do? Wipe that sin out of your mind and go about your business of praising the Lord for it. Amen. Thanking God that he has forgiven you. Not only has he redeemed you, but he's forgiven you of all that. The third thing I want to speak on today is I'm thankful for justification. I'm thankful for the fact of being made to understand that I stand before God as though I've never sinned. Because when he looks at me, he sees the blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That's the reason why today that the temple veil was rent from top to bottom. He was satisfied with the sacrifice of his son and the blood covering, the atoning covering that covers all of our sins. And when he looks at us, that's what he sees. He sees the blood. That's what justification is all about. Justification is the ability to be exonerated or, or to be found faultless before that one who is, who is in charge and in power. To be exonerated. Exonerated. As though you had never done it. As though you had never sinned against the holy God of heaven. Exonerated. Romans in chapter 3 and verse 24. Romans chapter 3. In verse 24, the Bible says, Being justified freely by His grace through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus. Made as though I have never sinned, as if the offense had never even happened. Does that give us a right to go out and do it again? No, it doesn't. Does that give us a right to go out and live like the devil? No, it doesn't. It ought to drive you to your knees every time that you think about sin 
You ought to be driven to your knees and asking God to forgive you. Think about it. Reasons to be thankful. Redemption, forgiveness, justification. Just as though you'd never sinned. Romans chapter 5 says in verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Justification brings about the act of peace between two parties. God says, you stand before me justified, just again as though you'd never sinned. The last thing that I want to speak on tonight is I'm thankful for an inheritance. You know, the Bible teaches us that we're joint heirs with Christ. The Bible teaches us that we are not just joint heirs with Christ, but according to John 14, we have a home being prepared for us in heaven, an inheritance. What is it to have an inheritance? An inheritance. Something that is left to you. You know God has got something prepared for us. Well let's just go to 1 John real quick. And I'll, I want to look at this. Notice what it says here. In 1 John chapter 3. In verse 1. The Bible says, Behold what manner of love the Father hath bestowed upon us, that we should be called the sons of God. That we should be called the sons of God. That's part of your inheritance to be owned and to be a part of a family. And God says here, You're my son. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, now are we the sons of God. And it doth not yet appear what we shall be. But we know that when he shall appear, we shall be like him. For we shall see him as he is. And I want you to know something. That's something to look forward to, isn't it? It's something to be thankful for. Something that means everything in the world. Listen, Colossians chapter 1. Colossians chapter 1. Listen, I want you to know tonight the joys of, of our salvation. And I want you to think about this. Well, the Bible says in verse 12 of Colossians 1, Giving thanks unto the Father which hath made us meet to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. He has prepared us. He has given us what we need. In Psalm in chapter 61, once again as we're looking into this, I want you to consider your own life. In Psalm 61, the Bible says in verse 5, For thou, O God, hast heard my vows. Thou hast given me the heritage of those that fear thy name. The heritage. 
You know, in my home, I have a great deal of old relics, family relics, so to speak. Things that my great-grandfather had and used when he was, was young. And I've got pictures of my dad and my great-grandfather as they were butchering hogs and the knives, the old homemade knives that my grandpa made, I, I still have them that they used. I've got all of his old saws where he used to use and cut cross-cut firewood and what have you. Those are old pieces of heritage. I've got old pictures and old writings that come out of Virginia that my great, my fifth great grandfather back used to write to his children as they were scattered all the way up through here and all the way to Cass County, Michigan. I have all those old letters that they used to send back and forth. You know what? That's that's history. That's heritage. Those are things that you know I, I won't part with because they mean something to me. The same thing goes with our salvation. We've been given a heritage. We've been given heirship to things that we didn't necessarily pick up on our own. Things that we didn't have to pay for by ourselves. You know, I sat and I think about those old family heirlooms and those old pieces. You know, back in the day, I mean, they had to struggle to buy an old saw. They had to struggle to find a piece of metal strong enough to make a good knife out of. And it was handed down to us. You know, I go back and I think about our Savior, Jesus Christ. Everything that we have is because of Him. All of that we have inherited religiously has come from Jesus Christ and Him crucified. Everything that we have and we cherish this old book that I have here tonight, I want you to know something, I cherish this old book. I love this old book because it tells me about the way to find happiness and joy. It gives me a reason to rejoice. And tonight, the reasons to be thankful are quite noticeable, aren't they? Our salvation, our forgiveness, even the keeping power of the Almighty, as I mentioned this morning, the inheritance that awaits us when we leave this life and go to the next. The home in heaven that John 14, 1-3 speaks of. Listen, all that is ours because of what Christ has done for us. We have much to be thankful for as a child of the King. We have much to rejoice in because of our great salvation. Let us rejoice. Let us quit allowing the things of the world to get us down. And just look at what you have. 
Just look at what you've been blessed with. Every one of us in this house has got a fine family. God's blessed us with our families. We that are in this house tonight, as I look around, and I look at you adults, I see you saved people, saved by God's grace. Many of your children are saved. Some are not yet, but we're praying the Lord save them. You know why? Because I want them to take part of this heritage that we have. I want them to rejoice the way that we're able to. Let us tonight find the reasons to be thankful. And let us rejoice in our salvation. Let's all stand please.